Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. We've been talking about the power of affirmation, and if you don't have the CDs or have missed one of these, I would like for you to get them, I believe, that the Lord has really given us revelation through His Holy Word by His Spirit about that which is on His heart, and I believe that it is God's love and His intention and desire to affirm His children. There's great power there. Just by way of review, we talked about how right after He created Adam and Eve, the first thing He did, Genesis 1, 26 through 27, the very first thing God did was He took Adam and Eve's hands he took his hands and he put their face in his hands and he said, I absolutely adore you. That's what the meaning of the word in Hebrew, the word bless means. It's the Greek, is the Hebrew word barak. It means to bow in honor. The creator honoring the created. I absolutely, did you know that your father absolutely adores you? Oh, maybe you don't feel like it today because of the circumstances of your life have gotten mean. And maybe they've clouded your way of seeing how your father feels about you. The disappointments and the pains of this life can easily cast a cloud and give us a deceived view of how our father feels about us. But he has felt that way from the beginning. We talked about biblical characters all the way from Adam and Eve to Abraham, to Moses, to David, to, to Gideon, to the New Testament creature, uh, creations, his, his disciples, Peter, Paul. Then we talked about the church and how God has given us the way he feels about the church. And we, last time, and thank all of you for indulging Dina and I last week as we honored the 10th anniversary of Bryant's homegoing. That was a very difficult time for us. We are so grateful for your love and your patience with us. That was a holy assignment that I had from God, and I had to be faithful to it. I made a vow to him right before he passed that I would never allow that to be forgotten, and I thank you for your patience and understanding and support as we got through last Sunday. Verse 3 in Ephesians 1, we were talking about God being on record of how He feels towards us, His body, His church. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Are you in Christ? So how many spiritual blessings are yours? How many? You say, well, Pastor, I don't feel like I got many spiritual blessings. Well, now, whose fault would that be? Every spiritual blessing has been released in Christ. He chose us in Him. Everybody say it with me. I've been chosen in Christ for the foundation of the world that I should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Is God in love with Jesus? Yes or no? That was pretty weak. Is God in love with Jesus? Well, then how could He not be in love with you if you were in Jesus? 
Oh, God, give us revelation of how much you love us. Forgive us for allowing the events of this world and our own issues to cloud our view of how you love us. Give us revelation of it. God sees you as holy and blameless before him in Christ Jesus. He predestined you. That is, he had a preset destination that you would be adopted as his son or daughter into him through Jesus Christ. That gives glory to God because he made us accepted in the beloved, in his beloved son. Is Jesus accepted today? How accepted is Jesus? Any distance between Jesus and the Father? Totally accepted, yes or no? Well, if you are in Jesus, how accepted are you? In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins. According to the riches of His what? I want you to be reminded that we looked at 2 Corinthians 5.21 about how that took place. How God laid on Jesus all of our iniquities. God laid on Him all of our iniquities. But the word, that verse also says, but He also, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So God took all my sin and all of yours and He laid it on Jesus at the cross. But He didn't stop there. He took all of Jesus' righteousness and placed it in you. So that you're in absolutely right standing before the Father. It is a gift of grace. It is not something that can be earned or deserved. It is a gift of grace. And then we saw... In Romans 5.17, and if you would turn there with me, please. Romans 5.17, we found out that there is something for us to put on here. It's not enough to just know it. It's not enough to just have it in place. We've got to learn to put it on. In verse 17, chapter 5 of Romans, we find out that through Adam... Through Adam's sin, death came in and reigned through Adam. That is, it was deposited in every person born after Adam. <clears throat> but much more, those who received, those who put on the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. What does it mean to reign? Does it mean to be a victim? Or to have dominion? Does it mean nothing difficult will ever happen to you? Or that through grace you will be able to overcome anything that comes your way? Those who receive the abundance of grace, it is the word C-H-A-R-I-S in the Greek, it means the favor and ability of God. The favor and ability of God. It flows out of love. 
You say, well, pastor, if I am already in right standing with God, that makes it too easy for me to just act like everything is always okay and do whatever I please. Read down a few verses to chapter 6 of Romans. What shall we say then about this grace that has put us in right standing? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What's the answer? Certainly not, God forbid. How shall we who died to sin keep on living in it? Grace is not a license to do whatever we please. Life is an empowerment to be what God has intended us to be. It is favor and it is ability. You know, I want you to see something here. You say, well, Pastor Paul said that he was the least of all the apostles and that there dwelt nothing good in him. I know that. But, you know, you hadn't read the rest of the deal. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. I want to show you something here about Paul's confession about grace. Grace is that supernatural power of God's favor and God's ability to accomplish any assignment. I had a typo there that is given by the Lord. Let's read Paul's own testimony in 1 Corinthians 15. He's talking about how Jesus appeared to many. And then he said, last of all, verse 8. He was seen by me also as one born out of due time. I wasn't part of the original 12. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Many believers stop reading there and say we're all so, so unworthy. But keep on reading. But, verse 10, by the grace, by the favor and the ability of God, I am what I am. And His favor, His grace, His favor, and His ability toward me was not in vain. But I labored, listen, but I labored more abundantly than the rest of the, the apostles. Yet, it wasn't I laboring, but the grace of God which was with me and in me. The grace of God was laboring in me. It was, I was supernaturally favored by God and I was supernaturally empowered by God to do what I do. So I, listen, you hear what he said? I outworked all the apostles, every one of them. I outlabored all of them in suffering, in persecution, in writing 13 books of the New Testament. I outlabored all of them. But it wasn't really me that did the work. I just yielded to the favor and the ability of God. He gave me favor and He gave me supernatural ability to excel and to do all that I was assigned to do. Can I ask you something today? Are you God's son? Are you God's daughter? Well, three of you are. 
Let me ask that question again. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. Are you God's son? Are you God's daughter? You can hear things wrong sometimes, can't you? <laughs> this guy, is a, he and his son travel around all over the place. They're world champion, national champion barbecuers. They are in all these national competitions from Las Vegas and Florida and all over the place. You know, sometimes you mishear things. The other day, Becky, who's been part of our ministry a long time, I was deep in thought up there uh, before the service trying to get my thoughts together, and Becky brought me a thermal uh, pouch. And I'm, she said, Pastor, Buddy and I, brought you, and I thought she said, we brought you some whiskey. <laughs> now, I've never been one of those radical, right kind of guys. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> I have conservative theology and liberal love. I don't know how you define that, but I thought, you know, that's a little different. Becky and Buddy know me well, and they know I'm not real prudish or religious, but it's a little different to be bringing me some whiskey before the service. <laughs> what Becky said was, we brought you a brisket. <laughs> you know, what you say sometimes doesn't always get translated just the way you want it to. <laughs> y'all heard about the pastor didn't you that was trying to make a point he was preaching on morality and he was trying to make a point and so he brought up a table and he had four jars on that table see-through jars and uh, in one of the jars he took out a flask of Jack Daniels whiskey and poured some in there in another jar he had taken a draw off of a cigarette and blew the smoke in there and left it to mingle in and capped it off on the third jar he took some Hershey's chocolate and poured a whole bunch of it in the bottom of the jar and in the fourth jar he put some nice fresh beautiful soil then he took an earthworm and he dropped it in all four jars. And then he began to open the jars. He started with the Jack Daniels jar and he opened it and the worm was just pickled. Second jar he opened and the, the, the worm had choked to death. Dead as a hammer. Third jar with the Hershey's he opened and the worm was absolutely gone. He died happy, but he was gone. The fourth jar, the worm was just thriving and moving and full of life. And the pastor said, tell me what you learned from this. The lady stood up in the back and said, well, if you drink, smoke, and eat chocolate, you won't have worms. <clears throat>
Are we having fun today or what? <clears throat> See, I don't have to be serious all the time. <laughs> Keep on bringing me those briskets. I, if it sounds like whiskey, I'll eat it anyway. Who knows? And they were delicious. <laughs> so now let me ask you again. If you're a son or daughter of God, are you walking in the revelation of his favor? Do you get up in the morning and say, Father, thank you that I am blessed and highly favored? Do you know that the favor of God, his grace has been placed on the inside of you? Do you see yourself as favored of God? Well, Pastor, I've got so much stuff going on in my life how could I be possibly favored of God? This doesn't have a thing to do with the circumstances that life will, will initially and eventually kind of run over us all. But let me ask you this. Have you lost the inner revelation that you are favored of God? You have a supernatural advantage to succeed. You, you have a covenant with God given to Abraham and fulfilled in Jesus. Do you see yourself as favored of God or are you allowing your circumstances to define how your father feels about you? Make a, make a firm decision that from now on you're going to start defining how your father feels about you based on what he says in his word. That's not going to change. You say, well, sometimes I feel like I fail. Where's the favor of God when I fail? The grace of God is at work in all of us when we fail. Sometimes the grace of God is working on the inside of us to get us to just be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Sick and tired of living below our God-given favor and ability given to us by God. And that failure sometimes makes us pursue a different path, a better path. Sometimes our own personal failures can be orchestrated by God to get us moving out of something that we're never going to be good at into the right path where His anointing gives us an unfair advantage. So don't define whether or not you have the grace of God based on just exactly where you are today and how it feels. The favor of God is in you. It is working for you and wants to work through you. Do you have a revelation that you are blessed and highly favored? Many, many, many years ago, I had a buddy, and one night we were all gathered around his dorm room. He was calling to ask a friend for a date. He called this young lady up and asked her out for uh, something later on that week, and uh, we all knew the answer because what he said next was, well, you know, I'm beginning to feel like the old bed sheet I've been turned down so many times.
I feel good today. It is the grace of God that labors through you and on your behalf that will cause you to excel and even to succeed. I want to show you something. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. I know we were there earlier and we're going back. Ephesians chapter 2. The favor and the ability of God. He begins in chapter 2 by telling us where we used to be. We were dead in trespasses and sins. In fact, we were under the influence of the spirit who now works under the, in the sons of disobedience, that is the devil. We were children of wrath by our nature in Adam. But verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in who? Where did I lose you? What's going on? We've got a sheriff out there. He can take care of it. He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Do you know what heaven's going to be like? God's going to show you throughout all eternity more and more and more and more and more and more about his grace. Is that amazing or what? Throughout eternity, God is going to show you more and more about His grace. For it is by grace you've been saved. Through what vehicle? Through faith. And that's not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. God gives you through the gift of faith the ability to receive grace But how does that vehicle, that faith vehicle, how is it activated? By faith, and how does faith get activated? Faith comes by what? Hearing what? So the Word of God activates the faith that is God's gift to me that enables me to lay hold of the grace, the favor and ability that God has placed in me, with me, and through me. Do you believe that you are favored, highly favored, by God? Do you believe that He has deposited His ability in you to do anything He assigns you to do? So what does the adventure become? Would that make a difference in how you are wearing yourself out to try to do what only the grace of God can do? Will that wear you out? 
trying to change somebody else, will that wear you out? Why don't you throw that on the grace of God today and say, Lord, I am resigning from trying to be Lord over somebody else. I'm tired of trying to get them to get it. I'm tired of trying to spin it so everybody will see what I see. I am casting myself on your grace today. Some of you run businesses. Would it make a difference if you would cast all your worry and care for the success of this business? Remember, God gave you this business. God has given you the favor and the ability to prosper in that business. Then why would I want to take my ministry or you take your business and try to accomplish it in my own power, in my own wisdom, trying to figure it out and wrestle it to the ground instead of trusting the favor and the ability of God? The favor and the ability of God wants to not only work in you, he wants you to allow Him to work for you. God can do things in your customers and clients. God can do things in your ministry partners that you can't do. God can do things you can't do to surrender to His grace. Lord, God, I've been trying in my own power to make this work, to get this done. You say, Pastor, what is my responsibility? Show up. Take the next right step. But remember, the end result is not up to you. You can't make things turn out the way you want them to or make people do the things you want them to do. Surrender to His grace. And i got to tell you, when you surrender to His grace, then He will begin to work on your behalf. He will open doors you can't open. He will close the door on the enemy that you've been trying your best to close up. Surrender to His grace. It is His favor and His ability to do what you can't do. Submit to the grace of God. How do I receive that grace? By faith. By faith, Lord. I believe what Your Word has said that Your grace is in me. I submit to you. I cast my cares on you about the final outcome. I'm not in control. I cast all my care over on you by humbling myself under your mighty hand. I ask you to work on, on your agenda. And on my behalf, I ask for your favor. The grace of God is going to work. And to do things that you can't do. On your behalf, He will precede you. He will accompany you. He will come in behind you. The grace of God. Not only His favor, but His ability. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, I was going through something and I asked God over and over, please release me from it cause it to go away I'd get up every morning and it hadn't gone away here's what God said to me my grace is all you need it's sufficient for you it's more than enough 
my grace, my favor, and my ability is all you need to get through anything that you have to go through. It is not only favor, it is ability. Do you know that if you've got issues with your business, you can call on the grace of God and ask Him for the ability to take the next right step. And sometimes taking the next right step is waiting on the Lord. How difficult is that? The Lord is never late. He never seems to be in a hurry. But He's never late. God's grace, everybody say this with me, God's favor and God's ability, His grace is working now in me. God's favor and God's ability is right now working for me. And God's grace and His ability wants to work through me. I want to extend it to somebody else. And a whole lot of that grace comes when you invest encouragement and affirmation speaking life into other people amen let's all stand pastor brown would you uh Come up, please, and lead us in our closing prayer. Bill, I'm going to go out to the back as you hold this for a bell. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace, your favor, and your ability. I pray that we all embrace that, that we walk out of here today with a different mindset. A mindset that says that I am highly favored and blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.